0: Hello, my loves, mixtresses, and mixters. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to Mixtress Radio and or the podcast, What's This Bitch Talking About? So, um, I have another short show this week, unfortunately, if you're listening to the radio show. Um, The reasoning, again, is because of a work thing. We have this yearly meeting every year to go over the summer reading program, which is our busiest time as a library. And, um, it always falls on a fucking Friday, which means my radio show is always cut short on the day that I have this meeting every year. So that makes me cranky, but especially since last week had to be a short show as well. And it, it just really hurts my, you know, I don't have as many listeners when I'm on at a weird time because it's not consistent and that hurts me. So by the time you hear this, you will know whether or not, because I've got, I'm thinking about doing something. I'm thinking about going ahead and having my radio show just actually start an hour early. That way I can start it before I go to the meeting and barring any technical difficulties, it should be able to run by itself. Um, so I might do that, but, um, yeah, I, I hate not being there, though. I, I want to be there during my radio show, and I want it to be at the same time every week because I'm a person of habit. <laughs> I usually blame it on the autism, and it probably has something to do with that, but um whatever. So, how are you guys doing this week? Are you doing okay? Um, I want to go through... This should be... The last Friday that this situation is upset on the radio show, and I want to tell you guys if that is the case. It is the case. It is the case. So for the foreseeable future, the radio show will be back on at regular times, I promise. So um, if you listen to the podcast, then you don't care, because <laughs> you still get the podcast the same general time that you always get the podcast. So um, tonight I'm going to do another hashtag library life um, update, also known as what's up with Mixtress. So let's just get into it. Um, There's been a lot of library happenings in the last week, um, at least psychologically for me. And, um, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think where to start. Um, last Friday, I decided to see, because, um... I probably have mentioned this many times but um, for those of you that don't know I walk to work now I work at a library a public library and I walk to work because it takes me about 15 minutes so it's not far from my house and um, I work part-time so what it roughly like comes down to as far as amount of walking per week I usually work three days a week Two of those days are eight-hour days in which I walk to work, I walk home for lunch, I walk back from lunch, and then I walk home at the end of the day. Um, so I have four 15-minute walks in an eight-hour workday. Um, and then on like a four-hour day, I would just be walking twice. I would just be walking to work and then home from work at the end of the day. Um, so... And we're moving to a new library uh, so and it's across town sorry I was just distracted by a text I really need to like put my phone on do not disturb mode so I don't get distracted by things while I'm talking to you guys because I want to just be completely here with you you know what I'm saying I want to be completely here anyway so um, our library is moving across town So I wanted to see, because walking is really important to me. It's another thing that like, um, I think it has something to do with my autism. Um, which I don't even like saying the fact that I'm autistic, not my autism. It's not like a disease that I have. It is a structure of my brain. It is something that cannot be changed. So I am autistic. So because I'm autistic, I, I really, really, and I mean anyone, it's not just because I'm autistic. Like a lot of people can enjoy walking, <laughs> but um, it's just, a. am an introvert. I'm autistic. That um, time period in which I can listen to music or my podcasts, um, just it, it it's 15 minutes every day on my way to work that I can just like clear my brain get myself emotionally ready to be around people for you know however long I'm going to be at work that day and it's really important to me and I have ever since I found out that we were getting a new library which we've known we're going to get one for like six years now. God is that true? Yeah because I think we found out in 2011 that we were going to get a new library. Wow. Like half the time I've worked there, almost we've known we're going to have a new library at some point and it's finally actually happening. We're going to be opening um, about a month from today. No, that's not true. I guess five weeks from today is when we'll actually open. We will be closed for a couple weeks before we open at the new library. So we the old library will be closed a month from now. Um, anyway, so since it's moving across town, uh, it's not really close enough for me to walk anymore, but I wanted to try it out. So on Friday, I, um, timed it so that like, according to Google maps, it was going to take me 52 minutes to walk there from my house. And according to Apple maps, it said an hour. So I was like, okay, so basically it's going to take about an hour. Um, and of course I'm going to, you know, time it myself as well to see my personal pace so I timed it so that um, because Michael when he comes home for lunch from work he drives by he could easily pick me up from that side of town so I was just like okay obviously I'm not going to want to walk all the way an hour and then turn around and walk back but I could just time it so that he could pick me up on the way home on his way home from lunch so I did that and it took 55 minutes and it, it, I mean, it really felt like I was walking across our entire town. <laughs> it was not quite that long of a walk, but it felt like it. And um, I took my German Shepherd Z. I did not take Luna because Luna is our half husky, a fourth pit bull, a fourth blue healer dog. She mostly just looks like a husky though. Everyone just thinks she's a husky. Um, she is getting up there like she's... How old is she now I always have to count like why can't I just remember the number in my head but I always have to count back to we got her in 2007 she was about a year old so she's 11 yeah she's um she's getting up there and she's always sort of been the kind of bitch that if she is done she will sit down and be like what are you gonna do carry me I'm done now (laughs) I used to take her like when I when I used to run, which I'd like to get back into doing that again, at least once a week, I think it would, it would give me a lot more energy. Anyway, um, I used to take her running with me every once in a while and she would, she'd do it with me a little while and then she would just get to a point where she would just sit down and stare at me like, nope, nope, it's over now. We're stopping. (laughs) And I figured an hour long walk would get her to that point at least halfway through maybe. Um, although she does like our like hour and a half long hikes, she probably would have been okay. But anyway, whatever. I took Z and, um, it was just kind of an unpleasant walk. Like I'm going to try again this Friday. So by the time you hear this, I will have tried again a different route to see if it's more pleasant. But the other route I want to try is, um, probably going to take a lot longer. But anyway, the reason why it was sort of unpleasant was I had to walk through downtown. Like, a lot of crosswalks, a lot of waiting at stoplights. And um, and I had to cross big streets. Like, let's see, how many, like, big streets did I cross? Kind of, I mean, 4th isn't really, but sort of. So, like, 4th, 7th, um, 15th. guess that's really, those are the biggest streets. And then Connecticut. So I had to cross at least four really big streets where, um, and one of them, one of those four had a crosswalk, but the other three are just sort of like, you have to time it correctly. You have to stand there and wait for your turn and they're busy ass streets. So that was pretty unpleasant because I'm used to my walk to work now is pretty much strictly through neighborhood. There's like two blocks where you're sort of getting close to downtown whenever I get to the library. But um, downtown is not a big deal. Like there's crosswalks and walking in downtown is, you know, it's it's made for people to walk. So the way that I went to get to the new library was... hmm, There were parts of it that I really, really loved. Like um, the very end of the walk is really nice because um, you can walk on this windy street that has this weird little, I don't know what you would call it. It's not really, I guess it's just a walkway. It's just like a little trail, but it connects um, like a, a main street to a park, And so you get to walk through this nice little walkway and hardly anyone's ever there. Like I've walked on it many, many times and there's almost, I almost never run into anyone the entire time I'm on this little walkway and it's nice and they've planted a bunch of trees and it's just a nice paved little walkway and you're completely by yourself nine times out of 10. And um, then it connects to 15th street, which sucks to cross. I had to wait there the longest, I think, because you're just crossing in the middle of a street. It's not even at an intersection. So you can't time it with traffic really. You just have to wait until you have enough of a spot to cross five lanes of traffic. So that sucked. I was probably waiting for, you know, a good time to cross for like I don't know a couple minutes maybe, which I guess could happen while you're in a car, but when you're walking, you don't want to you don't want to stop the flow, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm like getting way too detailed about this walk, but um yeah. <laughs> but that little part with the nice little walkway that connected to the park and then um you can walk through the park and right on the other side of the park there's like a couple blocks and then you're at the library. And then you have to cross a gigantic street at a really awkward spot and then you're at the library. So In order to utilize walking through the park, which was so much fun, I have to cross two unpleasant streets that I could possibly avoid if I went a different direction. So that part is kind of, kind of, you know, meh. So I'm going to try a totally different route this Friday, see how it goes. Um, I think it'll be more pleasant to walk, but it could quite possibly take a lot longer. So, I don't know how realistic it's going to be. Like, I just assumed that I wouldn't be walking to work anymore, which I probably won't most of the time, but I don't know. I'm trying to plan it so I can, like, maybe walk home once or twice a week so that I at least get some of that walking time back. Because I'm the type of person, unfortunately, even though walking is just such a basic amount of activity is, you know, it's, it's something that if, if everybody would just walk for like 30 minutes a day, they would have energy. They would feel pretty good fitness wise. I mean, it's just like one of the easiest things that you can do for yourself as far as fitness is concerned, but I just don't make myself do it unless I have somewhere to go. If I'm, if it's a day off from work, I'm probably not going to walk anywhere. Sometimes I'll have like a movie or something that I need to take back to the library. So like most of the time, if I'm walking, it's because I'm going to the library, which is stupid because I have two gigantic dogs. I have a reason to walk. Why have I been talking about walking for 15 minutes? (laughs) Anyway, so I timed it. It took me 55 minutes. It was sort of unpleasant. Um, And I'm going to try it again and we're going to see what happens. One benefit though, oh my God, I was really worn out walking for that long in one stretch. Like I never walk for an hour straight, but, and I was tired, but I got to listen to like a whole long podcast. I got to, um, I had energy the rest of the weekend which I not all of it is necessarily attributable to this one walk, but I think a lot of it was. So, um it I think if I could force myself to do this super long walk once or twice a week whenever I'm working at the new library, it would be really good for me. So hopefully I'll figure out a good route to go. Um if you guys live in my town and you have any suggestions. If you're also a pedestrian, <laughs> let's let's work this out, okay? So that was Friday. On Saturday, um, I have not seen the new library. You know, it was built from scratch. I've seen pictures, but I've not seen it in person except like driving by or whatever yet. They've had several tours, but they always have tours on Wednesdays, which I'm usually off, but they're not very good at telling us when the tours are. And uh, so I would forget Like several times, I've had it planned. Like, okay, there's gonna be a tour tomorrow. I would forward myself the email from work saying when the tour was gonna be, and then I would forget every time. So I haven't actually seen it in person yet until Saturday. We were driving back from a restaurant and we passed by it, and I just, you know, I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna pull in because they always have lights on like an obscene amount of lights on, I guess, while they're doing the construction. Maybe it's safer that way to have all the lights on. I don't know. Um, And the building is like 90% glass. I do not know what they were thinking with all of this glass. I'm just very dubious about this design choice. There is so much glass, but it was um, beneficial for me at the moment because I just parked in the new library parking lot and I just walked the entire perimeter of the library with Michael and um, I was able to see almost everything since it's just fucking glass. (laughs) And I had seen enough pictures and blueprints and all that shit that I was mostly able to pick out what what a lot of things were, you know, I was able to be like, okay, that's a meeting room. That's going to be the teen space. That's going to be reference. That's going to be where the DVDs are, you know, like even though there's not really any furniture or shelving in there yet, um, enough of it is finished, like carpets in like wall treatments are all done, all that shit all the light fixtures all that kind of stuff like most of it is finished it just doesn't have anything in it yet um so it was enough to where I could kind of see what was going on and that was you know it was good and bad because it made me less scared of the whole experience because I don't like change I don't like moving I don't like getting used to new places like I probably said this before but place is an extremely personal and important emotional thing to me, I get very attached to places. Um, and part of that is because I didn't, you know, I didn't really move around as a kid. Uh, I grew up the house that I grew up in. My mom still owned when we lost it in the tornado. And it was also the house that she grew up in. Um, she had bought it from my grandparents so you know losing that house is still is still something that's very raw to me and like now I'm losing our library the the library that I work that I've worked in for 13 years has been there since 1981 so it's been there longer than I have been on this earth and the city owns it so it's quite possible they will do something really cool with it like, people are talking about. Like, I think everybody's just speculating. We don't actually know anything yet, but it would be so, so nice if they turned it into, like, a museum or an art gallery or, like, they're not going to turn it into an art gallery, (laughs) but it would be just so cool if it became a museum or, you know, just some sort of public space. It really needs to be something Awesome, And I'm afraid it's going to sit abandoned for a long time. And it's going to break my heart. Because I think the design of the old library is a really good design. You know, you put in a new roof, which we really, really, really need in that building. New carpet. And, like, give the bathrooms a good, like sanitization for the gods (laughs) and that place could be great again you know we need more space though it's one of those it's not structurally the building is not structurally able to be built on height wise and you can't really expand it I feel like you could expand it I think you could expand it but the design of the current library built in 1981, I think, is a nice design and it could use some rehab, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that a lot of the public does not really grasp, which I understand. If I didn't work at the library, would I grasp this this concept? Probably not. I'd be one of the people bitching about, like, why do we need a new library? But... The only reason why we're getting one is because the city got a gigantic grant after the tornado and they decided, I don't know how it was decided, I don't know any of that behind the scenes shit, but they decided that the grant would go mostly to building a new library because part of the stipulation of the grant was, you know, whatever it was had to be built on the side of town that got destroyed by the tornado to revitalize that area which totally makes sense however it means that a library is in the middle of almost nowhere like it's a part of town that used to be pretty commercial but it's also not downtown you know you go to a town and you think that the library is going to be downtown Or you at least think a branch of the library is going to be downtown, but we don't have branches. We just have the one library. It is going to be pretty centrally located in the city, but I am never going to be able to reconcile in my brain the fact that we are moving away from where most of our patrons are. We're moving away from the homeless shelters. We're moving away from the nursing homes. We're moving away from messenger towers, which is um, a low income housing, a really big, it's like the closest thing to a skyscraper we have in our town and it's low income housing. And so a lot of people come to the library from there because it's like two blocks away from the library. Not even, it's like less than two blocks from the library. And that is just a really big blow and it kind of feels personal to a lot of people and I understand that. And, you know, we're getting the most typical reactions that we're getting from the public are one of two things. They're like, oh, that's so awesome that you guys are getting going across town. That's closer to me. And there's going to be less homeless people there. Aren't you guys excited about that? No, we're not fucking excited about that. Libraries are for people that need the resources that libraries give. And I don't know enough about, you know, the way that communities evolve and bullshit like that. Maybe because the library is moving across town, that will become the place where maybe some homeless shelters will build over there, maybe they'll move over there. Maybe um, the people that need to be at libraries the most will find a way to get there. I'm hoping that that's true, but in the first one to five years, I feel like it's going to be hard for them. They're going to feel abandoned by us, and I, I can't feel good about that. Sorry, I I feel like I'm going to cry. I can't feel good about that because they are our people. They're, I mean, libraries have a use in our society for everyone. I mean, they're supposed to be for the entire community. You I mean, you definitely shouldn't walk into a library and feel uncomfortable there. But if you feel uncomfortable because homeless people are present, that's on you. Like homeless people are no more dangerous than the rest of us, okay? They have a little bit more free time on their hands and sometimes they have problems just adjusting in society which is part of the reason why they are homeless but 9 times out of 10, they're fine they're gonna sit in their own little corner with their laptops and they're gonna use our Wi-Fi, and they're gonna go outside to smoke every once in a while and they're gonna hang out and talk with their friends and they're gonna some of them like you know they sit there and they do research all day you know they're smarter than all of us anyway anyway so one of two reactions from the public the one is that that you know ooh, isn't that great you're not gonna have as many homeless people in your library which fucking pisses me off anytime anybody says that it's like I'm marking them on my shit list okay And then the opposite reaction, which is like, why would you do this? Like, you're moving so far away from me. There's been several people that are like, straight up told us like they're, they love the library. They're going to come here as long as we're there. But as soon as we close, they're done. They're not going to go across town because they can't afford the trolley because we don't have public transportation in Joplin except for a trolley, which is a dollar per ride. And as it is right now. It takes two different trolley lines to get from this side of, from the side of town that the library's on now to the side of town that the library will be on. So it's going to cost people that have very, very limited funds in their life $4 if they live on, you know, if they live downtown and they want to go to the library and hang out all day and then come back, they got to take two trolleys, which is $2. And then they got to take two trolleys, which is $2 to get back and they gotta time it right and it's, I mean, it's complicated for me and, you know anyway I I feel awful I really am taking it personally um, emotionally whenever I hear people say that they love the library and they don't feel like they're gonna be able to make it to the new one it just fucking breaks my heart I didn't know I was going to go there. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to go there. It's not fair. It's not fair. But I've got to hope that the people that need to get to the library are going to find a way. And hopefully the library being on that side of town really will start revitalizing that side of town. Meaning that other community things will be built there you know, even like stores and things, you know, like anything to be over there because we are literally, this is, this is where we are. I can look out the numerous windows in the new library and see the hole where my house used to be, where my mom's house used to be that I grew up in, where my little sister's house used to be because she lived on one side of my mom in 2011 and I lived on the other So we were the coping complex (laughs) because my last name's Cope, by the way. Um, And I can see the hole where our houses was. And every time I say that, people are like, oh, and I like, it's not sad for me because it's like, I'm going to be home. So that's one of the comforting things. And that's, it's why I'm having like such a dichotomy such a cognitive dissonance in my head about this whole thing because on the one hand I'm going to be in my old neighborhood again I'm going to be next to my very favorite park in the world Par Hill and because it was my neighborhood park growing up and I mean that's pretty much the only reason why it's my favorite I mean it's it used to be a really cool park but they after they redid it after the tornado I mean it's still it's a it's still a nice park but some certain things about it that I loved growing up just aren't there anymore. So, and I don't like change, you know, I don't like change, but there are definitely some good things about this new library. Um, lots of features that we never had before, blah, diddy, blah, diddy, blah, but yeah, I don't know. But the whole point of that story was that I've seen it now. I've seen the new library up close and that was really cool to be able to see everything. And um, I'm happy about that. I picked my parking spot. I parked in it. Claimed it as my own. Just, you know, mentally. And no one's going to fight me on it because it's the one that's furthest from the door. <laughs> because bitch likes to walk. So I'm like, okay, well if I don't get to walk to work, maybe at least I can like get to work five minutes early so I can walk across the parking lot park as far away as possible. Um, small consolation, but that's probably going to be my spot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. It's, it's getting really, really real. Like we have our schedule of like when the new library is going to open, when we're going to be closed and packing up shit and all of that. Um, going to be intense. Going to be very intense. And I've warned you guys how much I'm going to talk about the library. I'm already doing it and we're still over a month out. I'm kind of comforted like we had to have our schedule redone again because the opening dates and all that shit just got moved back this week from what we thought they were going to be. And I'm kind of excited. the, The last weekend that our current library is open um, because it's going to be a Monday is the first day we're going to be closed the first of two weeks. I work all day the Saturday before and I'm kind of excited about that. I almost wish I worked the entire weekend because um, it's going to be the very end and I'm going to be glad to be there for the end. I actually, like I was thinking about it today, even though I don't work on the the very last day that the library is open on a Sunday I might go there and just hang out all day <laughs> like as soon as I'm done with my family stuff that I do every Sunday just heading over there for the last few hours that the that that library is ever open and just soaking in every moment of it that's the kind of sentimental bitch that I am that's that's what I do that's what I'm gonna do and it comforts me to know that I'm gonna do that mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gonna be a patron all day it's really sad how much stuff we're gonna be leaving because the designers of the new library the architects or whatever the designers and the architects blah 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 are very like particular like they want this to be an example of their work so it's like a contractual thing that we can't bring in our own furniture for a certain amount of time like five years three to five years something like that we can't change anything so like everything has to be their bullshit that they picked out because it looks pretty like I just found out that like the people that are cool enough at the library to have their own offices they have these um desks they're like adjustable height desks so you can stand at them if you want which is kind of cool I thought that part was cool, but I just found out this week, they don't have any drawers. They're literally just kind of like work tables, almost. They're not really desks. They can't put pens in them. They don't have drawers. Like, we're going from, we have several of those, what my mom would call, airplane carrier metal desks. You know those ones, the like mint green and gray Desks from the 40s and 50s that were fucking heavy as shit that had, you know, they had drawers. They had that drawer in the middle, that shallow drawer that you pull out and you can have your little pins and the little scoopy thing. And you can, um, and then they have those little surfaces that you could pull out on the sides by the drawers so that you could have like another surface to write on as if the desks weren't gigantic already. We have several of those awesome desks and we don't get to take them with us to the new building. They will be auctioned off at some point um, after we open the new library. Who knows when that's going to happen? Is that going to happen in six months or more? I, I don't know. So like that's one of those things like, oh man, I wish I had room for one of those tables, one of those desks because there's one in particular back in the workroom that is in really great condition like I even tested it the other day like if I were to have this in my house okay do all the drawers open yes it's 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 it would be like my dream desk but there's no way in hell it would fit inside tiny nook like it's the desk itself is bigger than tiny nook oh man I measured it but I forgot to write down the measurements so of course I don't remember (laughs) I don't have anywhere to put that fucking desk, but I would love to have it anyway. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things about the new library that some of the things are good. Some of the things are not, and that's how it goes. So yeah. Um, I guess that's all I have to say about library life. I really didn't say anything, although somehow I said it for 35 minutes. Um, Let's, uh, ooh, let's celebrate. I decided to go back to my iPod. Um, I'll tell you that story real quick. Oh, um, real quick, I wanted to tell you guys, um, I may have said this last week, basically every week lately I've been trying a different setting on my new um, voice recorder, and this time I think I found what might be the best option. But I want um, you guys to give me some feedback if you notice any, um, like, there's been, like, digital noise, like, processing noise in most of my recordings with this, um, and I think that I found the setting that makes that the least evident, but I want to know your feedback if you notice any, like, what do you think about the sound quality, um, just in general, and um, Do you like it better than it was before I got this voice recorder? Do you notice a difference at all? Um, have you noticed that digital noise in the previous few weeks and do you not notice it now or (laughs) vice versa? Um, just any of your thoughts about the audio quality in general of my podcast slash radio show in the last few weeks. Um, just let me know mixtressradio at gmail.com or, um, Just message me on Mixtress Radio's Facebook page or find me on whatever social media under Mixtress Ray. That's M I X T R E S S R A E. And Mixtress Radio is spelled like Mixtress that I just spelled and just regular radio, not spelled a weird way or anything. Okay, so I want to. I'm really excited. Like. Um, let's just segue from the depressing library talk to something that I am excited about that's just like a simple thing. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, I was like about six months ago, I received for my birthday, um, shit, I'm gonna be 35 this year, you guys. (laughs) I am six months on my way. Okay, anyway, um, So, for my birthday last year, I got um, a DAP, which is a digital audio player, basically an MP3 player, um, that was not an iPod. I've had an iPod. um, I've been an iPod user since 2009, um, but I wanted to try this other player because it was supposed to be better sound quality and blah, 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 and I really liked it at first. It is better sound quality. Um, it was called a Theo X three second generation and, um, it was a really great company. Like they're really accessible. They really care about their customers. Um, the player was pretty easy to use for the most part. I got this program called Dapper that syncs with the, um, the DAP to a Mac computer in the way that um, iPods usually sync, which is what I was used to. But after using that player for six months, I just was... I hit a breaking point with the syncing process. I don't want to blame the developers of that Dapper program because they've got a lot on their plate. Like, they are trying to make um, this one program sync with almost every non-Apple DAP with MAC computers. So they've got a lot to deal with and it's possible that it's just one guy doing all of that. So I don't want to blame them. I don't want to blame Theo. It just it turned out that for me personally, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's my computer's fault. I don't know if it's the SD card's fault. I don't know if it's the Theo's fault. I don't know if it's the Dapper's fault. My computer is almost seven years old. It could just be my computer. I don't know. I don't know what the fault is, but Every time I would sync with this DAP, it would take hours for one sync. Just to like update, just like put an album or two on there and maybe have a couple of updates in a playlist or something like that. It would take hours. And often when I did that, it would also want to delete all of my music and then put it back on. And that process... Like, just putting all of my music on the player the first time took three to five days. I'm not kidding you. Three to five days. And I mean, if it took three to five days that first time and every subsequent time I synced it took an hour, I would be okay with that. But it took several hours and it usually messed up. And this last time it wanted to delete everything from the player and then put everything back on it. And it wasn't syncing my new stuff. And I just decided it was just too much. (laughs) So I asked Michael, because I gave him my iPod, um, my 160 gigabyte iPod I gave him um, when he bought me the other one. And I asked him, I was like would you totally hate me if I wanted my iPod back? And he found one on eBay for a reasonable price because he really got used to using it and he really liked having the iPod. So he found one for himself. Um, And so I listed mine on eBay. If you're listening to me on Friday night, um, actually, it's probably too late. Actually, yeah... The auction will probably end in about 15 minutes by the time you hear this, but if you're for some reason interested in a dap that I no longer want, I am auctioning it off on eBay, and I will send you the link if you just ask me for it. Um, but I'm really excited to go back to my iPod. I resynced it with all my music yesterday, and it made me really happy because it's just, even though that feel... It really, the music really did sound better on the Fio. Slightly better. It was like the difference between, like, if you're going on a scale of sound quality from 0 to 10, the Fio was probably like an 8, and the iPod is probably like a 6, or even a 6.5. Like, the difference is not huge, and it's the type of difference that, now that I'm not going to be comparing them, I'm going to be fine with my iPod. Seriously. Seriously. And I could always get, like, um, a DAC or something to, like, up the sound quality of my iPod. I don't know. I'm just happy to go back because with the Theo, like, if you're thinking about getting a non-Apple iPod, if you're still one of those people that likes to have all of your music on a physical MP3 player and you're used to using iPods, you might be disappointed because with non-Apple iPods. And this is probably different from brand to brand. I only know about FEOs, but, um, I couldn't do on the go playlists. I couldn't do genius playlists. Of course, I couldn't, um, have my podcasts or audiobooks on my FEO cause they weren't like the right file format or whatever. And, um, Yeah, those things were problems for me, and because I'm a person that constantly updates my playlist, that was a problem with the syncing program, I don't know, anyway, you guys don't care about all this shit, but I'm very happy to go back to my iPod, and to celebrate going back to my iPod, reconciliation with my long lost love, the iPod, which is funny, Michael pointed out yesterday. Like I was talking about how I'd been separated from my iPod for six months. He was like, you say that, but you have another iPod because I have an eight gigabyte nano that I take with me on my cleaning job every week. And I listen to podcasts on it and stuff like that. And I have it plugged into a dock at home and like listen to it on shuffle sometimes. And like, I have had that this whole time. I've had that since 2009, (laughs) And he's like, you're saying that you miss your iPod when you've had one this whole time. Like the whole time I had a Theo, I also had an iPod. But it's only 8 gigabytes. Whereas the one that I'm talking about that I just reconciled with has 160 gigabytes of storage on it. So it holds my entire music library. And there's just something so special about holding a device in your hand that has all of your music on it. Like, I don't care if it's 2017, okay? I realize that iPods are of a bygone era. Whatever. You know, I love it. It makes me happy, and I'm so glad to have it back. So, to celebrate having my iPod back, um, I'm going to shuffle it right now. And I'm going to write down the songs that my iPod shuffles. I have around 10,400, somewhere around there, somewhere around 10,500 songs on this iPod. So um, it's going to be a crapshoot. It's going to be a weird combination of music, but it's going to be all music that at some point in my life I decided was worthy to own. So we're going to shuffle my iPod for the next chunk of time. Maybe even most of the night. I think most of the night, I'm just going to do an iPod shuffle um, on the radio show. And then we're going to end with the album of the night, which is going to be Delirium's Karma. We're celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Delirium's Karma, which is my favorite album by Delirium. Um, And I'll talk more about that when we get to that point. So I've actually played it on the radio show before, but I got a pretty good response. And it has been... Probably over a year since I played it, so y'all won't mind if I do it again, right? Um, So let's just go ahead and do a shuffle. If you like to. um... Meh. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, I'm at that point in my cycle that, like, I feel so dumb. Like, I feel like my brain is floating in a sea of i don't know jello that confuses me <laughs> see i can't even describe like i feel like my brain is floating inside of some sort of coagulated liquid and i can't like actually like my synapses aren't connecting because they're stuck in this liquid <laughs> Does that make sense? No? Whatever. Here's the shuffle. Hello, kittens and cats. This is Mixtress Ray. And if you forgot where you were, you're listening to Mixtress Radio and or the podcast, What's This Bitch Talking About? So um, it's time for the featured pop culture of the night. Um, I have a couple of weird things to talk about. Um, Just thinking about basically the feature pop culture of the night has become whatever pop culture I have experienced in the week since I last spoke with you guys. So let's just go through that list right now. I read a book called Fiercely You by Jackie Huba, H-U-B-A. It should be available at a library near you. If your library is also near me, it is available, available at our library, thanks to me, because I suggested it for purchase, so I hope somebody other than me reads it, because I always feel bad if I suggest something that, like, no one else ends up reading, which is actually a pretty common occurrence, so then our library has used part of its budget for me to read something, and that makes me feel incredibly guilty, so assuage my guilt and read this book, someone. Okay? It's called Fiercely You. And it's actually, it's like a, it's like a pretty light self-help book. And it's basically like how to find your own inner confidence by emulating the, some of the methods that drag queens use in creating their drag queen persona. Like the concept of it is so cool and it starts off like having you like, do some like journaling stuff, like write down, um, write down some of the people that have influenced you in your life, people that you look up to, whether that be like celebrities, fictional characters, like actual people in your life, whatever, whatever. So write down a bunch of your heroes, people that you like their style, people that you like their attitude, whatever. And then write down some of the traits that you think, um, those people are most represent and then find ways to create your own drag persona based on your heroes and the attributes that they have that you would like to have more of. And she just sort of talks you through that whole process of like creating a drag persona, which is something that I've talked about a lot in the past. Um, and this was actually like when I found out that this book existed. I was so excited because I've wanted this. I've wanted this, you know, I've wanted to read this topic for so long. Um, But it's a concept I've talked about a lot. Basically, um, if you've never really thought about it before, drag queens, they essentially create a character that isn't them, but kind of is them. And it, it's a And they create the character based on a look, based on a personality, based on, you know, they create this very specific character and it, and it doesn't have to be a gay boy. Most of the time, a drag queen is a gay boy dressing up as a woman, but it doesn't have to be that. I mean, Elvira is a biological woman, but in her real life, she is, you know, a redhead, regular chick that doesn't dress like a Halloween, you know, a spirit Halloween store costume or whatever, you know, um, it's just, it's a way for you to make a character and live your confidence through that character. And this book was just sort of like teaching you how to just sort of take that concept to translate into you getting what you want out of your everyday life you know and um I thought that was really cool I really like the idea of it I think the book was executed kind of poorly like the editing was not great I feel like um or maybe it's just me, but like the concept of the book was good. The way that it was structured was kind of strange to me. It it didn't really flow that well. Um, it just, I feel like it was not written incredibly well. I wanted so much more from it. I had too high expectations for it, but it's a really good book to like skim and like, this is kind of how I view most self-help type books. Personally, I like to sort of skim through them and be like, okay, what can I take from this right now that would be useful to me? And so I did that, you know, I did the whole like writing down my heroes, writing down character traits that I think they exhibit. And I'm trying to like integrate that into my daily thought process. Like, honestly, I, I'm a person that's very interested in fashion. Like I always have been, and it's more personal style than like what's in right now or any of that shit kind of fashion it's just I would like to work harder on cultivating a personal style of like just regular go-tos of things that I look good in things that I feel like myself in you know thinking of and it's it's a way to really take on life if you can create your own little like character of who you're going to be. I mean, we all do that in different social situations anyway, but if you kind of solidify that in your head of like, okay, well, when I'm at work, I want to project this image. I want to be this person. If you can hide behind a weird persona, then it's easier to cope with, you know, being an introvert in an extrovert space, which is the world society is an extrovert space you know what I mean oh I need to like park somewhere else because it's really hot and I need to be in the shade let me just do that real quick oh yes ma'am location change I never saw this particular spot at this particular park that I go to a lot to record these things But it's really nice. There's a little picnic table. There's a beautiful tree. It's in the shade. This might be my new spot. Yeah. Okay. So um, I did enjoy aspects. Mostly just conceptual aspects of this book. Um, I think that it could have been done better. Essentially. I guess I already said that. Um, So what else did I experience this week pop culture wise? Um... That was the only book I read. Uh, I watched, last night I watched with my mom the movie 20th Century Women. It's set in 1979 and it's sort of, Annette Bening is raising a kid that she didn't have until she was 40. So she's 55 as he's sort of coming of age and she's living in like this big house house. With, like, she's renting out rooms to other strange individuals. And it's just sort of... It reminded me a lot of The Kids Are All Right. Um, it was just sort of a strange parenting movie set in 1979. It had a lot of good music in it. Um, it had no less than three, possibly four talking head songs. Like, some of the good ones that you don't normally hear. Um... One of them was drugs one of them was um that one like don't forget about the government don't worry about the government i don't know i don't know the title but you know what i'm talking about um it had a susie and the banshees song it had some raincoats it had um black flag it had my favorite david bowie song which i only have like three David Bowie songs that I like but my very favorite is DJ that one was in there Um, and it was good it was very like it's one of those movies that is very real like it felt organic to me like the conversations that people had seemed like real conversations the movie itself didn't really have a plot per se Which is like life. Um, It just it felt very real, which most of the time I don't like real movies. Most of the time, I like my pop culture to have a very heavy dose of fantasy involved in it. But I do think it was a really good movie. It had this awesome quote. Do you remember? In the kids are all right, this is my favorite part and probably the only part about the kids are all right that I really remember. There was like this dad figure that um, was sort of sort of a drifter sort of listless you know ambitionless kind of dude but he was generally a good guy I think he was Mark Ruffalo I think he was played by Mark Ruffalo and the kids are all right whatever anyway he would like whenever he met people and talked to them he would ask them what are you into instead of what do you do or what's your job and I thought that was the coolest thing and I forget to do that when I'm first meeting people I don't ask people what they do for a job either though I don't ask people anything I just expect them to like you know tell me what they want to tell me I guess which is why I just there's a lot of awkward silence (laughs) with me in social situations but there was um something that um Annette Benning's character said to another um uh a male character that was like around her age that was living in the house with her that she kind of had a thing for, but whatever. Anyway, that I thought was really funny. Like he was teaching her how to meditate. It was this hilarious scene. Oh my God. In net bedding her performance in this movie it should have gotten an Oscar, but I don't think it did. Um, but she was like sort of attempting to meditate with him. He was sort of attempting to show her how to meditate and they were just kind of talking and like talking about different things about his history and blah, blah, blah. And then she just asked him, How did you get to be this person that you are? <laughs> and it was just my favorite sentence of the whole movie How did you get to be this person that you are? I want to ask people that. I want to ask people, What are you into? And how did you get to be this person that you are? <laughs> um, it makes me happy. There was a lot of nuance in this movie I think Um, there's a lot of like strange people that didn't they didn't fit any particular archetype of a person that you would normally see in culture they were just strange ass people just like regular strange ass people so it was a good movie um, if you've been thinking about watching it if you like things that are like kind of real and and organic and strange with good music check it out 20th century women good movie um I didn't even mention like at one point um the kid says that he's a feminist because one of the um women in the house that lives in the house is sort of like giving him all this feminist literature to read and shit like that and he's like super into it and it's just it's an interesting movie about like basically a, bunch, a weird ragtag group of women trying to raise an adolescent boy in 1979 you know um, that's the general plot of the movie and the it is interesting I don't know I don't know what to say about it it's like I There were a lot of moments that I could see myself if I were to watch this movie over and over and over, they would become part of my vocabulary, you know, besides the, how did you get to be this person that you are? (laughs) Besides that, there would be some definite moments that I would cling on to if I were to watch this over and over again, but I don't know if I will or not, but I am glad that I saw it. So that's 20th Century Women. What else did I experience this week? Uh... Oh my god, there's probably a new iZombie episode. Duh. It's on on Tuesdays and it is now Thursday and I have not watched it yet. I guess I'll probably watch it tonight with my mom. So by the time you hear this, I will have seen a new iZombie episode. Um, But I doubt I'll have a whole lot to say about it. It's just an enjoyable show, like I said last week. Um, What else? I've been attempting to watch America's Next Top Model, but I can't seem to make myself like it. But I don't, I don't know. It's like, I really enjoy watching people be professionals at whatever it is that they do. And I enjoy watching, like, if you've ever seen it, it's a, it's a reality competition show about models. It is what, uh, um, RuPaul's Drag Race was based on. But they spend a whole lot of time, like, at the house... That they're making all the models live in and just sort of all that kind of drama of like a bunch of pretty women, pretty skinny young women living together, a bunch of that dynamic that is just not, like I'm always interested in people. I'm always interested in psychology in the way that people interact, but I'm just not getting anything out of it. So I've like attempted to start several seasons of this show. And I really like at the end when they show you like the pictures, because usually like the challenges involve like a model photo shoot of some kind or a video music video shoot or something like that. And you get to see them like doing their job and it's interesting to see like the photos of these women, because that's the part that like, I have watched a couple of seasons of this show in the past. And that's the part that I found the most fascinating is you would see all these women and sometimes you would think, well, this person is, is very strange looking. I don't see exactly why this person's a model. And then you would see the photo of that person at the end of the episode. And then you'd be like, oh, I see why they're a model. How there can be like this divide between the beauty that a person exudes just in movement and everyday life and personality versus how they actually come off in a picture. Of course, there's also like photo editing photo editing that, you, that happens behind the scenes that you don't see that I forget about. I forget that everything is fucking photoshopped. But, um, so taking that out of it might make that divide a lot smaller. But to me that it seemed like there would always, there would just be this big divide between like a person that to me just looks like a skinny young person and like a photo of that same person where they just look fucking breathtakingly phenomenal there's this one model that I am fucking obsessed with that most people that see this person are obsessed with I think her name is Allison she has like these eyes that look like fucking baby doll eyes and they're so creepy but they're so interesting and she knows how to work her quirky weird eyeballs in a picture and every time I see one of her pictures I just can't stop looking at it it just freaks me the fuck out because it looks like those pictures when you make someone's eyes way bigger than they really are but that's actually how big her fucking eyes are it I can't look away from her (laughs) but I'm I think I'm gonna stop trying to watch that show because it's just not I mean I like to sometimes put things on in the background whenever I'm, like, painting my nails or, like, whatever, whatever, just not paying attention and it's not even, like, filling that void for me. So, I guess America's Next Top Model is not a reality show I like. So, now we know. Um, so I did try to watch a few episodes of that this past week. Um, I've been pretty productive overall, not Consuming a lot of pop culture. Let's see, what else have I. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I had another thing I was going to talk to you guys about, but I don't remember what it was. Anyway, uh, let's get back to my iPod shuffle if you're listening to the radio show tonight. If you're not, if you're listening to the podcast, you can do your own iPod shuffle right now if you want. It's always fun to do that every once in a while. It reminds you of the stuff that you have in the corners of your library that you forget that you have you know what I'm saying I love it when I come across something that I'm like what the fuck is this I hate it and then I delete it and it just feels like it feels like a cleansing you know something you didn't even know was mucking up your life you've gotten rid of it so I don't know it always gives me a little boost So here's a little iPod shuffle. We're just going to go back to it. If you're listening to the radio show, you just came from it and we're going to go back now. So here is, um, I'm actually literally doing a shuffle on my iPod and then I'm translating it into, um, I'm recreating it as a playlist for you guys right now. So it started with an actual iPod, just so you know. Let's get back to that right now and uh, I'll see you in a little bit. Okay, mixtresses and mixters, It's time for the album of the night. We are celebrating the 20-year anniversary of the release of Delirium's Karma. came out actually um, Saturday the 22nd. Um, It wouldn't have been a Saturday 20 years ago, probably. But um, it's, in our time, Saturday. Um, this is my favorite album by Delirium. Delirium is a band that um, they are some of the same people, Bill Leeb and a few others, some of the same people of um, Frontline Assembly and Noise Unit and all those bands that Bill Leeb is a part of. Um, he is also a part of this band. But this is like the new agey version of Bill Lieb's um, talents and it it's probably my favorite of, I really like Frontline Assembly too some of Frontline Assembly I don't like what they're doing in their more recent albums, sorry Ruben I tried to listen to some of their more more recent albums and I don't know what it is, there's something something that is a modern thing about it. I can't remember what it was that annoyed me so much, but it was like, was it sort of dubstep I I don't know. Whatever. That's a whole tangent. I don't need to go on right now. But I like some older 90s albums from Frontline Assembly a lot too. But Delirium, this album, Karma, is my shit. Okay? It is my shit. This is like... You can listen to it at bedtime. You can listen to it in the tub. You can listen to it, um, make out times. This is just like a really nice, like ethereal fantasy world. I feel like you could listen to this while you're reading Sandman comics. It's, um, it's good times. It's on Spotify it's, I mean, it's gotta be on YouTube. So find it if you're listening to the podcast right now and listen to it seriously. At least listen to the first track or two to see if it's something that you're into. You'll know. You'll know from the first, like, minute of the first song whether or not this is your thing. If it is your thing, you're welcome if you didn't already know about it. So um, this album makes me incredibly happy. It's the kind of thing I can like I said, I could just like lay on a couch and just go to fantasy worlds in my mind with this album on, or I could dance to it. You know, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It makes me feel all like a glittery fairy. It just makes me happy. So, um, I, I've played it on the radio show before. Cody, if you're listening, probably not because you don't usually have internet (laughs) but Cody if you're listening this was one that you asked me what is this I really like this when I played it the first time and um, so I'm playing it again because hey it's been in this realm for 20 years now so here is Delirium with Karma Um, Oh yeah, I always forget that I need to like tell you guys things. Um, If you would like to help me out, there are two different ways that you could do that. You could donate to my PayPal, paypal.me slash mixtressray, M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-E. And if you you want, leave in the comments what you would like the money that you donate to go towards. Um, I've been saying, and I'll stick to this too. Like if you want to do like a song dedication on the radio show, or if you want me to do like an iPod shuffle, um, tarot reading kind of thing for you, um, just give me five dollars and I will do it. If you want me to promote your podcast, your crafty thing that you do your whatever whatever businessy type thing that you put out there in the world if you want me to promote that for you, that will cost you ten dollars on my paypal and if you have any other ideas about things that you would like services you would like me to provide for you um let me know. I will be happy to Do whatever it takes to make you happy because I could not do this whole thing without you. If you would like to support me in a way that doesn't involve money, head over to iTunes and leave me a review for my podcast. That would really help me out a lot. Um, And that's totally free. And you don't even have to, like, you don't even have to put words in if you don't want to. You can just give me five stars and get out of there. Or you can give me five stars and leave me, like, a review that says... Cupcakes are amazing, or unicorns are cool, or you, s- whatever. <laughs> I was just going to go down a weird rabbit hole of saying a bunch of cutesy shit, but um, you know what I'm saying. You don't actually have to leave a real live review. Review, you know, you don't. You really don't. Um, my mom was asking me earlier today. She wanted me to show how to do the iTunes reviews let me see if I can tell you just based on my memory so don't totally quote me on this but I, I don't know how you do it from the phone let me see if I can okay I'm gonna try that right now I'm gonna try that okay so you're in the podcast app on your phone Can you do it from there? Okay, I'm going to do a search for Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which is the best Buffy podcast that exists. Better than mine. Okay, so do a search for my podcast, presumably. What's this bitch talking about? Under Reviews. So when you first look up the podcast, go to reviews, and then if you scroll down a little bit, just a little bit on the page, it might actually be on the page if your screen is bigger than mine, which it probably is because I have a small screen, it says write a review. And you click write a review, and then just write one. And it gives you the option to do one of five stars, Um, then you do a title for your review, and then you can do like A body of the review if you want to do something more complex I guarantee you you'll be my favorite person of the week if you leave me a review and I will read your review on the air um, on the radio show I sometimes forget to check if I have reviews so don't be mad if I don't see it right away definitely let me know if you've left me a review, if you want to take an extra step to make sure that I see it, because I would love to read your review aloud if you leave me one. So that would really help me out a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, if you could leave me a review. So that's how you do it, mom. Go to your podcast app, search for my app. I don't know if you can do it from within, like, you probably already, if you already subscribed to me, I don't think you can do it from my podcast. You just have to actually search for it. And then whenever you click on it, um, you can scroll down a little bit, and there'll be an option that says write a review. So that's how you do it. Um, okay. I've probably already shown you how to do this, Mom, but I'm telling everyone now, if you want to help me out and leave me a review, that would be super duper amazing, awesome. I love doing this radio show and podcast. I know I say that all the time, but I seriously do. It is my favorite thing that I do. I think about it all week. I plan for it all week. I do. Once I get to Thursday, where I get to start really getting serious about putting this show together, I am at my happiest. I'm doing my creative thing. I'm very... It's good. It's all good. And that is only possible because I have people listening. You know? I wouldn't be able to do this if I were just talking to myself. Because that would be pretty creepy. Not to say that I wouldn't still do it. But, (laughs) yeah, I probably... I would lose the validation to be able to continue doing this if no one was listening. I would. So thank you. If you're listening right now, you've already done me enough of a service, but if you want to do more, I will always accept your donations. I will put them directly back into the radio show slash podcast because I have about, about $200 worth of yearly dues to keep my shit running the way that it is now and um, so I will put it directly back into making more content for you so thank you if you've left me a review if you subscribed to my podcast on iTunes if you have listened to the radio show one or more times if you've listened to the podcast one or more times you are my best friend and I love you forever so um, here is delirium with karma happy 20 years